Speaking of week two in the NFL, let's go talk to Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, national NFL columnist, insider. He's standing by here on the HUGE show across Michigan. Welcome back, Frank. Hey, what's going on? Uh, We'll get to tonight's game in week two in a moment, but uh, what did you take from week one that surprised you? I mean, I think it's just the amount of teams we thought would win that didn't. I mean, if anybody's in a survivor pool, I'm, I'm sorry you got knocked out. Thank one you. Because yeah. you did. I mean, Thank everybody's you. out. Because just the amount of just straight up upsets of the Steelers and the Bears and, you know, the Falcons almost pulled it off. And it was just kind of, we were just reminded that. A, whatever we think of the NFL coming into the season is probably wrong. And B, the margins are so thin. I, the margins between the very uh, best teams and the worst teams is just not that 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 wide. It's not a college where you're going to see, you know, Alabama schedule favored by 34 and a half points or anything. It's you know every team could beat every, just about any other team any given week. So it's just kind of a reminder of how the NFL rules sometimes. Yeah, thank you, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks for ending my survivor pool week one. Or thanks to, I guess, Nathaniel Hackett deciding that 64, I'm mm. good. 64 yards, we're, that's a chip shot. Let's just go with that. Yeah. You know, only two of them have been made in NFL history. Yeah, that's, that's you know, I mean, just probably because I'm based in Denver and I've had to hear about it all week. I mean, <laughs> one of the main takeaways there, you know, from week one was just, wow, uh, that was one of those coaching decisions that it's going to be hard for him, honestly, to bounce back from. It's going to be hard for him to... You know, it, it, it's going to hang over his head for a long time until he starts winning games here. I mean, people are upset at, at the kind of mismanagement at the end of the game there. Hey, you're going to give a guy uh, over a quarter billion dollars and you're going to put the game in not the hands, but the feet of a, of a solid kicker. But I could see if you're at mile yeah. high where you get the extra four or five yards, right. maybe even more depending on when and uh, the atmospheric conditions, but I didn't understand that. I, I really, you have Russell Wilson, the ability to throw tight little outs, move down the field. You you could get a closer field goal. Right, and that's the whole thing. And what I think really happened, and if I mean we're trying to play psychologists with this and how that came about, is when you piece together what they said in the post game. And Russell Wilson said this. He said McManus told us. Give me to the 46-yard line on the left hash, and I'm good. And I think Hackett, in his first game, new team, new coach, all this kind of stuff, he wants to show the players he believes in them, right? So when they get to the 46-yard line, in his head he's thinking, I got you know, I'm, I'm going to trust my guys. They, he told me 46-yard line, left hash. We're at the 46-yard line on the left hash. Shut it down. We're kicking a field goal because I trust my guy. I want them to know I trust them too. And he just take into account the fact that these guys are all overconfident, right? Like, Brendan McManus is a very good kicker, but he says, you know, I can kick a 64-yarder. You say, well, okay, Brandon, I'll trust you from 60. You know, I mean, you can critically think about things when when these guys tell him that. And I think he'll learn from it. I don't think this is one of those he's just a, a zero and he's going to be a terrible coach, get fired after year. I just think he, he really truly thought, uh, you know, I got, I'm going to trust my guys. And he said 46-yard line, and that's where we're at. We're kicking this field goal, and he's going to make it. And I, I just think he got a little too carried, carried away. And then, again, think critically enough of a 64-yard field goal being really, really hard to hit, especially at sea level. Yeah, that your point about survivor pools where, you know, I, I thought they were seven-point road favorites. I thought they'd win. I thought it'd be tough the motion playing Carroll, and they still have good talent on that Seattle roster. 
Uh, but think about the survivor pool losses. Chicago beating the Niners. Uh, the Steelers yeah. uh, beating uh, Cincy. I'm just I'm, I'm going off the top of my head right now where survivor pools were loaded up on these games or what Minnesota did to Green Bay, right? Right, and I, I was San Francisco. That's who knocked me out. I thought, how are they going to, mm. how the Bears going to block these guys? I, I didn't take into account the weather, I guess, because that was a crazy game. Yeah, on Yahoo, uh, on our platform, I think it's, I, I, I can't remember the exact number, but I think it's about seventy percent of all survivor pool entries are done after week one. You didn't even make it the week two. So, uh, yeah, it was just, I've we've seen that happen kind of before with, you know, one team getting upset or two teams maybe. This was multiple teams getting upset and pretty much unless you had the Ravens, you're gone. <laughs> and that was the one, the one favorite that kind of got it done. You just said it where I'm, I'm watching that Seattle game and I can't repeat the words I I looked in the mirror and talked to myself and said, how'd you not take the Ravens against Flacco and the Jets? Yeah, exactly. I, I was kicking myself, too. Like, it was right oh. there for us. Yeah, the, mm. Lamar Jackson against Joe Flacco. How do you, how do you miss that oh one? Oh, my gosh. Because you know what? We're smart. We're guys. We know everything. We don't need any help. And <laughs> bye-bye survivor pools. Uh, now they're going to probably start new ones in week two because so many people... Uh, we're knocked out. Uh, away from the survivor pools, uh, what team posted a win that it won't be a fluke and you think they could have a better than expected season? Who was that team? I mean, we were. I think we got to go with the Vikings, right? Like, I mean, look, I, I picked the Vikings. I thought the Vikings were going to win. I really did. I mean, I got receipts on that. You go back and look. But did I expect them to just absolutely obliterate the Packers like that? No, no way. I, so. I'm at least opening my mind to the fact that maybe Minnesota is that I, the NFC is so wide open, and now the Cowboys are done, and and you know the Rams are really limping after Week One, and even the Buccaneers I wasn't too impressed with, and obviously Packers didn't play well. There might be a, a surprise team in the NFC. I think it's the Eagles. I really do. But I'm opening my mind to the option that if the Vikings go to Philly on Monday night and win that game. Maybe the Vikings are that team. I mean, Justin Jefferson is—he's is, going to win a offensive player of the year. I, I'll go on and live and say that. Like he is—he's going to have a monster season. Cousins is an underrated quarterback. Maybe Kevin O'Connell is just the guy they needed. They needed a new voice. They needed some offensive ideas. They needed to kind of modernize themselves, to so to speak. So uh, just the way the Vikings won. Not that they won. I mean, because that, you know, the Packers always struggle in Minnesota, and it was going to be tough because they didn't know O'Connell's tendencies or anything. But just the dominance in that game of the Minnesota Vikings, it, it led you to believe that, hey, maybe the Vikings are that team that's just going to jump up this year and make a really, really big step forward. His name is Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, National NFL Insider. Uh, Eagles, uh, they got off to a big lead on the Lions. Lions then showed that their offense has weapons. I, I'm looking at the pieces of, of the Eagles, and I'm looking at the NFC, what you just talked about with Minnesota could be that team, and I'm trying to figure out who was best in the NFC after week one. Is it probably Vikings, uh, then Eagles maybe? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I think you have to say Buccaneers just by default, but right. they didn't look great in week one. I mean, that's kind of, you know, I mean, that everybody's talking about how bad the Cowboys were, just finally, so the Cowboys were terrible. Bucks were much better in that game, scored one touchdown. I mean, defensively, they were really good, but, I mean, they're taking on a lot of injuries, so I'm not totally sold on the Bucks, but I think you, you kind of just by default have to say the Bucks are the best team in the NFC right, right. now. But to me, 
I love the Eagles. And, I mean, you you guys watch that game there. Mm. You know, everybody, if you're just looking at the score after you say, okay, 35, say 35, that's not too impressive. But there was about a two-quarter stretch there where the Eagles just dominated them. They were looking so good. And then the Lions did their thing and got hot in the fourth quarter and got the backdoor cover. And, and then it did make it interesting. And I respect them for coming back like that. But... I don't think that game was that close. I really don't. I think the Lions got off to a great start with that seven-zip lead, and then the Eagles just took over for most of the game. A.J. Brown looked good. I think their defense is going to be fine. DeAndre Swift had a big, big game, but I don't think the Eagles are just a bad defense. I think they just... I think DeAndre Swift is a good player, and I think the Lions are going to be pretty good on offense. I think that Eagles-Vikings game, to me is one of those, I'm just going to be glued to it because I think that's going to be the one that tells us, hey, we need to figure out how good the Eagles and or Vikings are because one of these teams could really end up being yeah, in the NFC Championship game. Arizona Cardinals, I I watched some of that game on the DVR. They're, they're not playing for Kingsbury. They're not even tackling. Uh, I think Kansas City right. could have put up 60 if they wanted to. Uh, and Kansas City looks like they're back and they're sending a message offensively without uh, Tyreek Hill. Uh, I look at that AFC game we get tonight, Chiefs-Chargers. I'll get your thoughts on that before we're done. But Buffalo set the tone with what they did in L.A. Uh, Chiefs, what they did in Arizona against Kyler Murray. Uh, good luck in the AFC trying to make the playoffs. That's going to be a war. Yeah, I mean, there's so many good teams. There are so many good teams in the AFC. And, yeah, you, you're right in that. I mean, we'll get to the Chiefs. Uh, I'll talk about them. But the, the Cardinals just look absolutely dead in the water. They uh, they did nothing well. Their mm. defense looked terrible. Tyler Murray, like, I, I, you know, I hate to bring it all back to contracts, right? Because, But when you pay a guy $230 million, I can't I can't take the excuse of well DeAndre Hopkins wasn't in the lineup and Zach Ertz was banged up. Well, I don't care. You're, you're making two hundred thirty million dollars. You're supposed to look like the guy on the other side, look throwing five touchdowns to uh, you know, all these kind of Jody Fortson and whoever else, Clyde Edwards Elair. You're supposed to lift your teammates up, and Kyler did nothing in that game. Nothing. I, I was when it was what thirty seven seven. I think it was his worst point. And then she's kind of laid off after that. Like you said, they could have scored fifty sixty if they wanted. They let off a little bit, and Kyler kind of padded his stats with some underneath stuff. Got a couple touchdowns late, but when the game was any even remotely in the in the in the balance, he was just a zero. He did nothing, and that worries me because again, if you pay a guy two hundred thirty million dollars, he needs to play really, really well. And and Kyler didn't, and the defense didn't, and yeah, I think we're and they go to the Raiders this week, and I think the Raiders are going to beat them. I don't think we're that far from hearing, hey, is Cliff Kingsbury in trouble? Because this team could get off to one of those, you know, one and five type of starts, and I don't know if Kingsbury survives that. What about tonight, Chiefs Chargers? Uh, man, I'm looking at the, and minus Russell Wilson and the Broncos getting upset by Seattle, but Chiefs and Chargers look like they're ready to try and uh, tell everybody Buffalo isn't a lock. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. I, I mean, because these two teams, I, the, the Chiefs are one of those teams that, like, I, like a lot of people, I question the Chiefs this off season, right? As Tyreek is gone and Kelsey's older, and then, you know, right before the season, I started to kind of think to myself, maybe 
I'm just dumb. Maybe I'm just just totally underestimating the best quarterback in the game and a Hall of Fame head coach. And in week one, I'm like watching him just throw touchdown after touchdown. Like, yeah, I, I should have seen this coming. Like, Mahomes is a guy who doesn't he doesn't need great teammates around him. He really doesn't. He, he you know, as long as he puts somebody out there who can who can get open, he'll find them. And the guys he's got are pretty good. They're not Tyreek Hill, but they're pretty good. But, look, the Chargers were a team I was on all off season. I loved them, hyped them up, picked them to win the AFC West, and I can't turn back now. I got to pick the – I think the Chargers win this game. I, I Maybe I'm being stubborn. Maybe the Chiefs are trying to tell me through last week's performance that they're better than ever, and they could be. Uh, but I got to ride with this Chargers team. I got to see it through because – I just thought that this Chargers team was kind of on the on the on the verge of something really really special this year. And if you are, you go and win a game like this. And I know they won this game last. They they won at Kansas City early last year. But I think this is a kind of a statement game. Either the Chiefs are going to say, "No, the division's still ours. Don't worry." For all this offseason talk, or the Chargers say, "Hey, you know what? We, we got a really really good team, and we're not going anywhere this year." His name is Frank Schwab. Yahoo.com. I love his. Huge opinions on the National Football League. Frank, enjoy Thursday night football in week two. It should be interesting. I'm curious about the health of the Lions offensive line. We'll see what happens Sunday against Washington and the Motor City. Can't start 0-2 with all the hope and excitement uh, around Michigan on this team. We'll see what happens. I look forward to our next conversation. Absolutely. I appreciate it. All right, Frank Schwab. Telling it like it is.